You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this episode is a special bonus episode. We are actually going to be releasing two episodes this week. That's right. You heard it right. We have a bonus episode today, Thursday, October 27th, probably when you're listening to this. If not, that's okay. Um, But All that matters is that you're listening, so that's great. Um, So yes, this week is, uh, or this bonus episode, I guess I should say, um, is a special bonus episode that I kind of talked about last week, and it is the special episode that I did at the red carpet of cost of living. And these these conversations were just too uh, good and too important not to share. Um, And I didn't want, because I know not all of our listeners uh, do follow us on social media. I've tried to push it a little bit, but um, I understand that you know, it's not a thing for everybody. Some of our listeners aren't even on social media. So we have a we have a large variety of listeners. So that's always good. Um, but with that being said, I didn't want to get I, I didn't want this episode to get lost in the shuffle. And uh that with all of the scheduling things that we've had going on recently here at Take a Bow, um, it's just been extra it's been this is the way it's worked for this week um so we're gonna do a bonus episode today and then you're getting a normal weekly episode on friday october 28th um with the casting director that i was telling you all about in last week's episode so i cannot wait to share with you all of course as always um but for now like i said live red carpet episode from my time at the cost of living very very exciting very um beautiful uh is the best way i can put it conversations that were had and it features unbelievable uh people i guess in this episode uh but also like people and artists i guess i should say because this episode is filled with multi award winning and award nominated performers writers, directors, all the things. So we get all different types of um, perspectives and um, different views on how art and the show in general that we're about to talk about is viewed. So very, very cool, very exciting stuff. And I cannot wait to share it with you all. So why don't we just start out and I'm going to turn it over to this special episode. That's right. We're going to do it now. There's no news this week. You're going to have to tune in tomorrow Friday um, for the full all, all for the full episode for all the things for all the things that you normally enjoy in a, in a take about episode um, we're doing back to back days of take about so with that being said let's turn it over 
to the special red carpet at Cost of Living. The first person you're hearing from in this week's episode is going to be Martina Mayock, who is a Pulitzer Prize winning playwright for her work in writing Cost of Living. She, this is possibly the most special conversation that we have in this episode, um, obviously, because it's her piece, you know? She has a wonderful perspective on the show and what it means to her um, that is just so beautiful, and I thought that there was no better way to start off the episode than to hear from her herself. So she's actually making her Broadway debut um, with this show. However, she's written several other plays, such as Ironbound and Sanctuary City um, and multiple others. This is one of those up-and-coming theater um artists as in like performers writers all the things like this is an upcoming artist that everyone's just going to want to continue follow and continue to support their work because their messages are just so important and you're about to hear from her right now and you're all going to agree with me i already know so here is martina mayoke and we're so excited to see your work on stage on Broadway after winning the Pulitzer Prize. What are What is life like right now? What is going through your heads? How excited are you to make your Broadway debut? I'm so very excited. Uh, I'm just so happy that more people are going to be able to get to see this story and to see these amazing actors uh, and, and the work of Joe and these designers and um, to be able to share the story with more people. I'm so thrilled. This is so meaningful. So, so meaningful to me. And I hope that more stories like this will find their ways on the Broadway stages as well. Absolutely. Well, something so beautiful about your work and this show in particular is that it allows its performers to be so vulnerable. And your work really complements that and kind of allows them to safely feel open to present their story and to do the story justice. How do you kind of approach that as a writer to make sure that the performers are feeling safe with what you're writing? Well, thank you for the kind words, too. I mean, yeah, it's always communication and listening and wanting to, not wanting to perpetuate misinformation or dishonesty or uh, doing things the way that they've always been done just because they've been done that way and, and really asking people um, what they need and, and just trying to be kind to one another. I, I, hope, I hope everyone's had a good experience. I, I know I definitely I have, and we all love each other. <laughs> so, yeah, just ki kindness in general, just making the attempt, but yeah. Well, I have one more for you. Are you is that okay? Okay. Um, the, another beautiful thing about this show in particular is that it uh, kind of represents two characters with disabilities, and they're being played by two performers that have disability. So how important is it to you to really kind of represent that uh, disabled community in, in your work, but also have them appropriately represented? I mean, it's always been written in the play, please cast disabled actors from the moment that I ever wrote, that I wrote any any of it. Um, I didn't, I guess when I first was writing, I didn't realize how big of a deal that was, actually, that I thought, oh, I'll just do this just in case. Um, because a few, it was during the time when um, Katori had her play, uh, The Mountaintop, and it was cast, Martin Luther King was cast as a, as a white actor. And I was like, let me just, in case, write, please cast disabled actors. And actually, I know that I, I have been approached by artistic directors and have lost out on productions because they asked me, Am I, do I really mean it? 
and I do. <laughs> and so I've had to make the choice to lose out on productions because uh, it just doesn't feel, it feels wrong to me. Uh, and the contributions of Greg and Katie have been so meaningful in the development of the play uh, that I couldn't have imagined any other way. And I hope that this is the way forever. Uh, they're wonderful. There's so many wonderful actors that, that, from that community that I, that I hope like we we see all, all over on these on Broadway, off Broadway, film, TV. Yeah, so I hope it's I hope it continues. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for blessing us with your work you and stopping so by. Oh my God, seriously, it's been so wonderful, and we can't wait to see it. Thank you so much. Yay. Good luck. Break a leg. <laughs> Next up, we're gonna throw it over to Daniel J. Watts. He has been in ten Broadway shows. I say ten because one of those was actually an appearance in Freestyle Love Supreme. So technically it was 10 Broadway shows. Um, anyways, he's a Tony Award-nominated actor for his role as Ike in Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Um, unreal guy, so sweet. And actually, he's about to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe, MCU, as Barrasso in the upcoming Werewolf by Night movie. So stay tuned. Lots of fun things coming for all of these people, really. Um, all of these people have exciting projects. But Daniel J. Watts is a Broadway legend. Uh, as I said, 10 Broadway shows, basically. And uh, yeah, just a great conversation. So here he is. Hey, baby. Oh, my God. How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. Are you, what are you looking forward to here at the opening night of Cost of Living? I know nothing about it. I'm excited. So yeah. I, I have friends in it, but I don't know anything. So I'm just kind of excited to just be a part of the night. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. You have to allow yourself to be open and vulnerable, for sure, as an audience member. Have you seen it? No, but I've seen a lot. I've heard a lot about it. I've read the play a million times, and it's just wonderful. Uh, I dig it. I'm, I'm in the dark. So Yeah, all good. We have a question for you, since we're a podcast network. Sure. If you had a podcast, what? would your like dream podcast be and what would it be called oh man if i had a dream co podcast it would be called what this is coming off the top of my head the last thing you want people to know the last thing you and do you have a co-host or would it just be yourself oh uh, it'd be myself but i would invite people on and we would you know what's the last thing you want people to know and that can mean several things the last thing you want them to know or the final thing before you go we're getting deep here. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I like Came it. Up there off the top. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. We're going to make it happen. Thank you, thank you so very much. much. I appreciate Enjoy it. Let us now turn it over to Eric King, who is a big TV and movie actor, best known for his portrayal of Sergeant James Dokes on Showtime's television series Dexter. He is also known for his roles in Oz and in Missing Persons. So here is Eric King. Okay, so how are we doing? We're about to see Cost of Living. We're here at the opening night. How are we feeling? Are you excited to see the show? I'm are you very ready? Excited. Yeah. I'm very excited to see the show. I'm very excited to see David Zayas back on stage, you know? Yes. That's my Dexter brother, so. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're all here to celebrate and lift him up, so we're excited for it. For sure. Well, this show is so beautiful and gives space to its performers to be vulnerable up on stage. And I know as an actor as yourself, I'm sure you've had to be vulnerable in front of strangers and on screen or whatever it may be how challenging is that and how can you like how do you applaud these wonderful performers that you're about to to see tonight at opening night well i'm being vulnerable right now yeah. As, as yeah you're absolutely right i mean it's it's you know it's always a journey in this life to figure out what you want to share what you want to hold to yourself because some things you want to keep to yourself right. but at the same time being vulnerable and sitting in who you are sometimes allows other people to see you 
or see themselves in you, rather, I should say. So I'm looking forward to seeing this piece for that reason, to see these four characters sort of navigate their way through the world. I'm looking forward to seeing myself and people that I've cared for. Do you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you had a podcast, what would the podcast name be? That's a great question. Uh, I don't know if I can say it on here, okay. but <laughs> can I say it on here? Yeah. Uh, it would probably be surprise, motherfucker. That would be it. <laughs> I love it. It could be Dexter related too. You could do like a deep dive into Dexter that or something. Would be great. That would be sick. Yeah, well, thank you so much for talking to us I tonight, and I hope you enjoy the opening night. I look forward to it. Thanks thank for saying you. hello. Thank I you. I appreciate you. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Up next, we have Ruben Santiago Hudson, who is an actor, playwright, director. He's literally done it all. An artistic advisor. You name it, he's played the role uh, or has done the role and been involved in, in a show in some capacity. It's just absolutely insane. Um, he's won national awards for literally everything, TV, movies, Broadway, you name it. He's won awards or have been nominated for those categories. He is most famously known for his role as Captain Roy Montgomery on ABC's Castle, and he was most recently seen in Lackawanna Blues here on Broadway. So he's been involved in shows uh, on Broadway such as Jitney, Skeleton Crew, How I Learned to Drive, and many, many more. He is literally a Broadway icon, and uh, I was so excited to talk to him. Hi, how are you? How y'all doing? We're doing great. Thank you so much. How excited are you to be here at the Cost of Living opening night? I'm excited. You know, opening nights are just a wonderful time. You know, the, you know, in New York City, opening nights on Broadway, I mean, some people never experienced that in entire life, and I've been fortunate enough to come in here, like, pretty regularly yeah. and be a part of it, so I feel, like, very fortunate and to be at MTC for this. You're revisiting MTC. Yeah, I'm all, I've never left MTC. Yeah. I've been here, you know, I'm, you know, just working with them, trying to ensure that the health of this theater is intact and that we can continue to do great work and audiences are coming and enjoy. Absolutely. Well, this show is so beautiful for so many reasons, but in one particular reason, it allows its performers to be so vulnerable and open on stage. And as a performer yourself, and all the things in the industry, you do it all. Uh, how how challenging and, and um, I, I guess, I don't know, challenging isn't the right word, but to, for the purpose of the question, uh, can it be to really allow yourself to be vulnerable and go there to really tell the story? That's what we do. You know, that's what we do. And there's a reason, whatever reason it is, that actors are actors. There's a need. There's a need to express that. There's a need to divulge. There's a need to share and disseminate personal feelings. 
you know, the world doesn't allow, particularly men like me, men of color, we don't allow to be vulnerable. We're not allowed to be vulnerable. Guys like David Zayas, who's on stage, big old man like that, you, you know, whoever saw him stand moping and crying. So on stage, you can reveal those parts of yourself that you can't do in real life. So that's why we that's what we do. Yeah, and that's the beauty of live performing and then in theater in general. Yes, yes, that's the beauty of it. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. We hope you enjoy the show. And all you Broadway people, make sure you watch East New York. Yes. Make sure you watch. Thank you. Because we have a, you know we have a lot of Broadway people in there. Yeah, yeah. So come we on love soon. it. Right, thank you. And now we're going to turn it over to Marin Ireland, who is a multi-award nominated and award-winning actress from both the stage and the screen. She's a Tony-nominated actress and all, all literally all the things. Uh, Drama Desk, literally you name it, and she was basically nominated. Um, except for like the music ones, you know, like she's not. Okay. Anyway, moving forward, um, you can see her in shows such as The Umbrella Academy, The Good Doctors, and she actually has six upcoming film and TV shows. If you all are interested, search up Marin Ireland. She's been in everything and continues to be in everything. So check her out. She's got great work and a wonderful conversation right here, live at the red carpet of Cost of Living. Oh my gosh, we're here at the opening night of Cost of Living. Cost of Living. Here at MTC. And uh, this show is very beautiful in a lot of ways, and it gives space for its performers to be very vulnerable on stage. And I know that you've been in a lot of plays, and I know you've done a lot of performing. How important is it to tell a story and allowing yourself to be vulnerable, and how challenging could it be to do that in front of a million strangers? Listen, I feel like... It's a thing you can easily forget when you've been doing it for a long time. And as soon as you have an experience where you feel like you hear something unusual or you're listening to a thing and you kind of remember that you're just like, you're literally exposed out there. And for all of us in the audience, when we came, like, when we came back in last, just last fall coming back, I feel like I had a different sense of how vulnerable we all are in the theater. And I remember everybody coming in for the first time with masks and vaccine cards and feeling like, oh, we're all vulnerable in this space, not just the performers. And that made me feel a lot more like, hopefully as we continue through this, we all remember that it's a lot just to be human in a space with other humans. <laughs> a lot more than it ever used to be in our minds. So I think it's it's a beautiful thing that we remember how fragile we all are and, and a play like this is um, speaks to something unique about that, I think, as well. Absolutely. Well, in this show, there are two characters who have disabilities, and they're played by two performers with disabilities. So how important and encouraging is it to the industry that they are being represented appropriately? I mean, I think it's incredible. I think that Martina, you know, crafting a show like this or placing them front and center in the show as opposed to somebody's friend or just a sidekick, but really putting their stories in a way that we haven't seen, I hadn't seen before on stage. Um, and this particular uh, context for it as well, we're really looking at that interdependency between caretakers and people who need that care. It's really extraordinary and I hope that it just continues to keep that door open for other plays and other casting decisions that maybe aren't as um, traditional and that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm excited. No, you're good. We both were in Martina's play together. Yeah, that, is, that was my next question. I know you were in Martina's play. What is it about her work that allows an actor to feel so safe and open in, in such a beautiful way? 
I, you know, it's funny. I think like when I did Ironbound, it felt like she must have already done a thousand million plays because it was so perfectly crafted and so incredibly made. I feel like getting to see this one on Broadway and like her continuing to rise, like it all feels like, of course, it was destined to happen, even though we know very well that like talent doesn't necessarily mean anything or whatever, like things go, things rise and fall, whatever. It's still really nice when somebody's career keeps keeps moving and their star is rising. Absolutely. Well, it's so sweet of you to come support her. And, I've, and I'm so excited for you to go see this tonight. It's going to be amazing. Enjoy the opening night. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Next up, we have Andrea Zyglowski, who is an Academy Award-nominated actress from Evil, How to Get Away with Murder, Elementary, Blue Bloods, New Amsterdam, and so many more. She's appeared off-Broadway here in NYC several times as well, so she is a stage and TV actor herself. Um, again, Academy Award-nominated actress. I mean, come on. Here she is talking to us at the opening of Cost of Living. I'm super excited to see the play. I was there on opening at MTC, and I said to her, I think your play's gonna win the Pulitzer, and it did. Oh my God, that's so crazy. Here we are five years later, is it, yeah. I believe? Yeah. What is it like? Like, What are the emotions of like being able to see this again on Broadway? This is one of my favorite plays, and Katie Sullivan, and Carrie Young, and David Zayas, and Greg, they're just friends and dear artists, and um, it's really exciting. I'm really excited for Martina, and she's uh, she's like family to me. So to be here to celebrate this, and hopefully we have long careers ahead of us, and this is the beginning. I love that. Well, the, something I love about this play is that it really gives space to disabled actors, yeah. and, and they have characters in the show, and they're being played by disabled actors. So what is that like? How encouraging is that for the industry and everything? Because sometimes there could be some misrepresentation. So what is it like to have her work being represented appropriately? Oh, I think it's called getting it right. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that's, I think it's called getting it right. Um, and it's, uh, it's about time. Yeah. And it's something I hope we see more of. We do too. Yes, we'll enjoy it tonight. I know you've already seen it, but like you're going to... so thrilled. Yes. Not with this cast. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Not with this cast, and I'm super excited to see Carrie Young because she's one of my favorite actors in the whole world. So. Oh, well, thank you so much for stopping by with us. It was so nice to talk to you. Me too. Thank you. Have a good night.
In this next conversation, you will be hearing from Morgan Spector, who is a television and stage actor who in our community is probably most known for the Gilded Age. Where are my Gilded Age fans at? I'm sure you're all listening. Um, where he plays George Russell. Uh, he was also seen on Broadway in shows such as A View from the Bridge, Harvey, Machinal, um, all the great things. Here is Morgan Spector. Uh, we're here at the opening night of Cost of Living. Very exciting. Um, I know you've worked with Mike yeah. Martina before. Yeah. What is it like? Uh, how excited are you to see her work being put on stage again? It's coming back to Broadway and uh, being a Pulitzer Prize winning play. We all know it's already fantastic, but what right. are you looking forward to tonight? Well, I've never seen it, so I'm just looking forward to seeing the show. Yeah. Uh, which, um, but also, I'm just, you know, for, for Martina to be on Broadway I'm is just amazing. You know, like... Uh, you know, she she has worked incredibly hard to get here, um, and I think, you know, she uh, she deserves to have her work celebrated in this way on on the kind of you know the biggest the biggest theater stage in the world. So it's exciting. So we are actually the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay. So if you could have your own podcast, what would you call it? Um, well, I'm on a, a television program with Carrie Coon, and we sometimes uh, consider kick we kick around the idea of having a podcast. It's like uh, the end of the world with Morgan and Carrie, because oh uh, we just talk about like the apocalypse and uh, whether we should be arming ourselves. Uh, it's very, very dark. But I think it needs to happen. Yeah, I think well, it needs to happen. Yeah, hook it up. And that's your co-host for sure. That's like your oh, dream co-host. We just like, sh- yeah. Yeah. Sure. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy the opening of Cost of Living. Nice You're welcome. And finally, we are going to throw it over to a very, very special guest um, who so graciously gave us her time because she was not doing um, many conversations with people. Uh, So she graciously granted us her time and stopped over to talk to Take a Bow. Uh, We have a director who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give it anyway. She is known as the Tony Award-nominated and Tony Award-winning director for her works in Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, as well as the director of Town, for which she won a Tony for. Here is Rachel Chavkin. Here with the Broadway Podcast Network. Um, we're here at the opening night of Cost of Living, which is very exciting. And this show is very beautiful for a lot of reasons, but specifically, it allows its performers to be so vulnerable on stage. And I was wondering, as your director, um, how kind of challenging and what are some of like what's the process of allowing a performer to be so open and vulnerable to tell the story yeah I think as a director you're in essence the first audience's eyes in the room Um, we stand in for the audience constantly and so more than anything what what I try to do as a director is meet the play in the rehearsal room the same way I hope the best audience will and (laughs) And I think that helps encourage leaps from actors into the unknown as long as they feel they're sharing space with people who are watching them with grace. So that's what I try to do. Absolutely. And another reason that this show is super special is that it has uh, characters with disabilities and they're being represented by performers who have disabilities. So how important is that in this industry and how encouraging is it as like a step forward in this industry to be appropriately represented? 
Yeah, I mean, I think representation is profoundly important, and certainly actors with disabilities is um, sadly like so lagging behind so many other ways we have thought about representation on stage. Obviously, racial representation has long ways to go, gender representation the same, but I do think performers with disabilities is, we see them far too rarely on stage, and as makers, I can just say, um, we ask ourselves far too rarely, could this role be played by an artist with a disability? Can we approach our set design and our production design with alterations that make this set accessible to performers with disabilities, that make the play accessible to audiences with disabilities, including things like captioning. Um, and I was honored to work with Greg Mosgala, one of the leads of this show, on a show a few years ago. and. Uh, yeah, I would say this is an area that I and so many other makers have a great distance still to come before we achieve any kind of equity here. Well, thank you for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed the opening night. So there it is, folks. There is your bonus episode of Take a Bow. I promise you all the red carpets of Cost of Living in 1776. And these past two episodes have been just that. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for, uh, I don't know, kind of experiencing a red carpet with me. It's always fun to go on the red carpet. And as more shows open this season, hopefully we can do more of them. And uh, yeah, these were just great conversations. And I was so excited to share it with you all. So I'm glad that we could do that. And so with that being said, everyone go see Cost of living. If this didn't get you excited to see that show, I don't know what will. Um, these are conversations that I had with famous people before they saw the show. Um, but the, the we were able to talk about the meanings and what the show represents and how important it is. So um, hopefully you guys really got that from them. And uh got that it's important to support that in the arts especially in this day and age so um go check it out there it is it's a quick episode probably i don't know i don't actually know when i'm recording but like probably a 30 minute episode so i'm not going to overload you all too much this week with like two big episodes but just a friendly reminder that tomorrow we are going to be releasing another episode with a very very important casting director in the industry so stay tuned and come back for that thank you all so much for listening and i will see you all tomorrow Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.